0: There once was a stone, and it was a stone unlike any other stone. Some builders were constructing a large, important building, and they started, as all builders do, by laying a foundation. They were trying to lay a foundation, a strong foundation that would keep the building supported, level, and plumb. It was a foundation made out of giant stones. And these builders knew that they needed to be careful to pick out only the best stones for their foundation. They had to be choosy, especially for the cornerstone, because everything keys off of the cornerstone. In a foundation like that, the cornerstone influences, determines really, everything. If you get the wrong cornerstone, your building won't be level, and it won't be straight or it may not even still stay standing. So these builders went to the rock quarry and they were searching. They were hunting, hunting for the perfect stones upon which to build this important building. And they saw this one stone, this stone that was like no other. And they looked at the stone and then they looked at each other. And then they looked at the stone and then they looked at each other. And then they looked at the stone one more time and then they looked at each other and then they all said, nah, that one's no good. I think we can do better than that. That one's too big. It's too ugly. It isn't the right color. It it will stick out too much. That one doesn't look level or straight or strong enough. It doesn't look like any of the other stones. That stone just doesn't look right. The builders rejected the stone. And they turned to other stones to build their building. But that was a big mistake. Those builders misjudged that stone. That stone was perfect. That stone was just right. It might not have looked like it at first glance, but that stone was exactly the right stone. Not just to be in the foundation somewhere, but to be the chief cornerstone. And yet the builders had rejected it. Does that story sound at all familiar to you? Last week on Palm Sunday, we studied Psalm 118 together, which is the psalm that the crowd was singing at Jesus when He rode into Jerusalem on the donkey. Verse 26 of that psalm says, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Just a few verses before that, blessed is he who comes, the psalmist writes this about this stone. Psalm 118, verse 22, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. I said last week that we would come back to that verse today, and so here we are. The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. The psalmist gives us the end of the short story I was just telling you. It's a surprise ending. Do you like surprise endings? I do, if as long as they're happy surprise endings. I don't like it when the couple doesn't get together or when everybody dies at the end, and you didn't see that coming. But if it's a if it's a good ending, I love a happy twist. The psalmist says that there was a very surprising twist at the end of this story. The builders, the stone the builders rejected, eventually became the capstone of that building, or more literally, the head of the corner. Could be that keystone up above, but much more likely the cornerstone. That stone went from rejected to exalted. From rejected to exalted. From the lowest place in imaginable, unworthy of even being in the building, to the highest place imaginable, where the whole building rests upon it. Quite a transformation for that stone, wasn't it? That's a surprise ending which nobody saw coming. Now in Psalm 118, it's referring either to the nation of Israel going from the bottom to the top, perhaps in battle, or it's the Davidic king having been in some way rejected and then unexpectedly rising to victory. Either way, it was great cause for rejoicing in Israel. The psalmists and all Israel were exuberant in their thankfulness. You remember how they were on their feet and shouting and praising God last week. Well, that verse was also a prophecy it established a prophetic pattern that would only be fully fulfilled later on that's why the crowd was shouting it at Jesus on palm sunday psalm 118 is referenced several times in the new testament often by our lord Jesus himself today i want us to jump over to acts chapter 4 and hear what the apostle peter thought about that stone in chapter 3 of acts peter and john went to the temple to pray Perhaps you know a song about that. Did you learn that one when you were a little kid? Peter and John went to pray. They met a lame man on the way. He asked for palms and held out his arms. And this is what Jesus did. Peter did say. What did Peter say? Anybody know that song? You don't know that one? Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So Peter and John said to this man who could not walk, In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And what did that guy do? Do you know it? He went walking and leaping and praising God. When my kids were little, we sang this one just about every night. Because when you get to that part in the song, they get to jump up and down all over the living room. This guy who could not walk, got up and walked. In fact, he went walking and leaping and praising God. And then another thing happened. Peter and John got arrested. Not so much for healing the guy, but for healing the guy in Jesus' name and preaching about this Jesus. And the next day, they were drugged before the Jewish religious leaders and interrogated. And when it was time for Peter to speak, this is what he said. Have you found it? Acts chapter 4. Look at verse 8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said, Rulers and elders of the people, if we're being called to today for an act of kindness shown to a cripple, and are asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, he doesn't mince words, he goes right back at him. it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. He, Jesus, is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the capstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. So according to Peter, the story of that stone from Psalm 118 was the story of Jesus Christ. He was the perfect candidate to be the cornerstone. But he had been rejected See, that's what was happening on the cross. The stone was being rejected. Jesus was rejected. How did Isaiah say it? He was despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised. And we esteemed him not. Surely He took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered Him stricken by God, smitten by Him, and afflicted. At His trial, the leaders of Israel said, Nah, I think we can do better than this. He will not be king over us. He's not the Messiah. He's not the promised one. Look at Him. We reject this man. Throw him away. And the crowd shouted, Crucify him. Crucify him. And don't think it was just the Jews who did that. You and I have done it too. So many have misjudged Jesus over the centuries. So many have made the grave error of spurning and rejecting him. So many have said, Pass. I don't think so. There are so many excuses. Jesus doesn't look like the kind of Savior that many want. For some, He doesn't seem real. If that's been your excuse, I encourage you to study the historicity of Jesus in books like The Case for Christ out there in the foyer. For others, He seems too demanding. I mean, He wants to be Lord and King and not our buddy or our pet or our genie in a bottle. And others are turned off by His suffering. I mean... What kind of a Savior dies? Who wants to be rescued by that? They don't want a weak Savior who allows himself to be killed. You know, Christianity is the only major religion that has the humiliation of its God at the very center of its faith. And that suffering servant calls for his people to suffer too? You want to suffer? We don't like the sound of that. But it's a terrible mistake to reject Jesus. Don't reject Him. Receive Him. The good news is that this Jesus is still giving out second chances. The Apostle John said, Jesus came to that which was His own, but His own did not receive Him. They rejected Him. Yet, to all who received Him, To those who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. Some of you have never received Jesus. You come to church, maybe regularly, maybe only every once in a while, maybe just to make somebody happy. And you kind of believe all that Christianity stuff. At least you nod your head at it, and you aren't against it but you haven't personally, yourself, put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your own Savior and your your own Lord. Jesus said that if you aren't with Him, then you're against Him. Don't reject this stone. Because there is coming a day when this stone will return and crush His enemies. That's what Jesus said in Luke chapter 20, verse 17. You can turn there if you want, but we won't be there long. Jesus told a story, a parable, that implicated the Jewish religious leaders. A parable about a rejected son. And how his dad would eventually destroy those who rejected the son. And Jesus ended his story with Psalm 118, and it made everybody mad who was listening to it. The Bible says Jesus looked directly at them and asked, Then what is the meaning of that which is written, The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, but he he on whom it falls will be crushed. We will be judged by that stone, not the other way around. We think that we're judging the stone. We're eyeing up Jesus. I don't know. Does he look on the level? I don't know how he'd fit in my life. I just don't think he'd fit in my life. When the real when the reality is that at some point that stone will bring judgment on us. The builders thought they were judging the stone. That's why there was that kangaroo court, that trial, that farce of a trial where he was convicted and then crucified. Don't reject Jesus. Receive Him while you still can. Receive Him while there's still time. Go back to Psalm 118. And notice in verse 23, who did all this? The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. How did that happen? I mean, when you get to a surprise ending to the story, you want to know, well, what changed? How did those... Those builders got fired, didn't they? Their building was going to fall over those builders got fired and the owner came and he said no 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 this one put this one at the corner the next verse says the lord has done this and it is marvelous in our eyes marvel at him because as we've said jesus is alive The stone was rejected, but somehow, in His amazing, miraculous, and marvelous way, that stone has become the capstone, the chief cornerstone, the head of the corner. As Peter said, you crucified Him, but God raised Him from the dead. That's what we celebrate on Resurrection Sunday. That's what we believe. That's why we're here today. And it's marvelous in our eyes. We can't believe what we're seeing. It's the greatest thing ever. It's precious. 1 Peter 2, now to you who believe, this stone is precious. We don't value anything higher than the risen Lord Jesus Christ, do we? Do you value anything higher than the risen Lord Jesus Christ? And that's why we proclaim His name to the world. He was rejected, crucified, dead, and buried, but up from the grave He arose with a mighty triumph over His foes. What a wonderful surprise ending. Or should we say, surprise beginning. The stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. Surprise! The Lord has done this and it is marvelous in our eyes. Amen? Let's pray together. Lord, thank You for the stone. Thank You for sending the the perfect stone. That everything rests on and fits with. It it doesn't look like it often to our eyes. But it's our eyes that are wrong. Not Jesus. Open our eyes to see that Jesus is everything we need. Lord, I pray for anybody here who has not yet received Jesus. Believed on His name. Trusted in Him for salvation. That they would do that right now. They wouldn't wouldn't put it off. They wouldn't wait. They wouldn't misjudge Jesus and reject Him, even by just kind of liking Him from afar. But they would take Him in. They would receive Jesus and trust Him as their Savior and their King. Lord, would You do that in somebody's heart right now? Change the direction of their life and give them a new foundation on which to stand that changes everything. Because you've changed everything. The stone was rejected, Lord. Oh, we are so sorry for what we did to Jesus. But He has become the capstone. He has risen from the dead, just as He said. And we now believe that He is Lord forever and ever. And He's coming back to take all who belong to Him to be with Him forever and to crush His enemies Lord, this is marvelous in our eyes. We could never do it. We couldn't do it on our own. You had to do it, and you did. Thank you. We worship Jesus today, and we pray in His name.